Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Ari Kay, and here's a bit about Ari. She is the co-founder and chief creative officer of Cyclophia. I hope I said that right. Ari Kay, helping women-led brands in Fentech and DTC transformed their website into a platform that unlocks business opportunities. She serves as a branding UX consultant and professional peer in support of fellow female entrepreneurs through the number one ranked private business incubator in the world, 1871 Chicago. She's the co-host of Halo Halo Femtech podcast, a podcast that honors disruptive innovators and change makers advancing women's health. Furthermore, she helps women in tech and design break into the industry and succeed in it by mentoring them for personal branding, career advancement, and entrepreneurship through Interaction Design Foundation and ADP List. And without further ado, Please welcome R.E.K. to GEMS Podcast. Hi, everyone. It's good to be here. My, Ari, I was going to say my pleasure, but it is an honor to talk to a woman like you who is definitely a trailblazer and you are definitely someone's shiro. And before we dive in, I want you to accurately pronounce the name of your business because I think I totally butchered it. No, no, no. You actually got it. It's Cicalofia. I know it's a little bit hard to pronounce without the actual pronunciation, but it's um, very simple. Cicalofia. Cicalofia. And what led you to starting this business and picking that name? And then also the other part of the question is, what does the name mean? I got that question a lot. Gosh, um, some people thought it was Greek, right? Some other people says like, is there like, you know, a big meaning behind the name and things like that. And to be honest with you, I made it up to be honest, right? I made it up when I was in high school. Um, and this is during biology class, which is kind of interesting now. And I feel like it come full circle because we were learning about biology and now I'm in women's health and everything. Um, it's pretty certain to be this, but you know, I was honestly really bored at that time. I was what, 18 years old in a biology class and just like completely bored out of my mind. I just like look at the, you know, the textbook and all of the biology name of worms or this and that. And at the end, it always has like something, something Fia, something, something Fia. I was like, what? I mean, like who made up all of these names? Like, why do we have to remember these names? And I was like, hmm, here's a crazy idea. Why don't I make a new name, right? So I doodled like Cicalofia and I was like, huh, this is pretty cool. And I made a little design on it. And mind you, I was not a graphic designer at that time, right? I was like very, very rough. And I told a friend of mine who loves doing this screen printing. And I told him, hey, can you screen print this on my black canvas backpack because I used to have a very simple one I got it from my dad and I don't think I told him that I ended up doing something with it um so 
when he gave me the bag, right, and he finally has the name, like Sikalovia in it, and I was like, this is really cool. And I was like, I'm so proud of wearing it. And I start using the name, you know, as I get through an art school. And when I created my, you know, screen name for like display on portfolio uh, pages and things like that, I would use Scalafia name. And it just start building its own brand equity on its own without me realizing it. And people know me, yeah, Ari is Scalafia. Ari is doing this. Her design is, it's from Scalafia. Everything is Scalafia. And I was like, cool, definitely cool. And then fast forward, you know, a few years after I graduate, I realized that I want to, I want to get more. And I didn't know how to get more simply because I was stuck in Bali, Indonesia. That's where I'm from, um, Genesis. And at the time, my husband, who was then my fiance, he asked me a very simple question, right? Ari, how much you actually get paid? Because he's coming from America and, you know, met me and um, in Bali so that he can discuss marriage with my with my family but this conversation come up and I told him honestly I was, well I got paid 250 dollars per month and he was like you mean you add another zero at the end and I was like nope just two five zero and he was like I see let's open up your world to a freelancing world so that got started and I ended up using the name Sikalofia again as my you know display name for all of my design right so I would call myself, yes, I'm Sigalofia. I'm representing, you know, myself as a designer for freelancing um, gigs. So that's how I got started. And then when I moved from Bali to Chicago in 2011, Genesis, my husband proposed to me again. It's like, hey, would you want to build a business with me? Just you and me right after we got married. I said yes. And I felt like that was a big mistake. Hey, <laughs> it's, it's like you never know, right? You don't know what you don't know. And to be honest with you, it was a very interesting start simply because we just got married. We have no clue whatsoever, anything around business. And we just like randomly created a business and we're like a glorified freelancer, right? And he asked me, would you want to keep the name? Would you want to use Scalafia as our you know, company name? And I was like, why not? So that's how it got started. Um, it does not have, you know, crazy meaningful, but it has a crazy backstory. Wow. And that is amazing because all of a sudden you're just in biology class, just doodling, and then you get your innovator ideas percolating. And you're like, you know what? It's going to be Cicalofia. And then everything else morphed into place and who would have known that back then that name would have been so relevant right now so that's amazing and just to see that you're able to do business um, with your husband because there are a lot of couples that aren't able to work with their um, spouses because they're like oh my gosh I work with my spouse I live with my spouse like they have no break but it's so cool And I want to know a little bit more of what made you fall into brand and UX strategy. And for those who are listening who may not know what UX strategy is, explain that. Yes. Okay. You know, I started off as just a designer, right? Graphic designer, just wanting to create pretty stuff, to be honest with you. I was really 
excited to learn more about all things related to design, advertising, marketing. And I remember when I was a kid, I would like watch commercials when we used to watch a lot of commercials, right? Forcefully. Um, and I was like asking myself, like, huh, that's a really cool commercial. How did they get there? What happened before they come up with that, you know, concept or ideas, right? What do they consider? How do they make it so good that makes people want to buy something? So I was, you know, randomly asking those questions to myself. I didn't know how to get those answers simply because I was revolved around all things related with tourism in Bali. Now, not until when I get to, you know, the end of my high school year, I finally learned about graphic design and then wanting to be a graphic designer. And when I learned about all things related to design, it's fascinated me simply because, you know, design is not art, right? It's an applied art, technically, and you're trying to solve a problem. And whatever that problem is, it could, you know, it could be a business problem, it could be a user problem, it could be any problem related to what is it that you want to try to solve in the world. And that really got me fascinated about design in general. And then when I got into um, the graphic design world as a fresh graduate, I was just like designing whatever I got in terms of like, hey, you know, my boss gave me a brief, I work on it, and I finished with that. And I just feel like, huh, is this what it means to be a designer? I feel like I'm not solving anything. I'm just like doing things. And I just feel like, is there more? Is there really more from here? Um, so that really got me thinking. And when my husband finally opened up the world of freelancing to me, it makes me think of the bigger picture, right? How can we really help businesses solve problems? And that actually got me excited when the first time, you know, a client come to me, and they would tell me like, here's what we're currently experiencing. We don't know why. And we think it's the problem for, um, you know, our branding or our uh, visual and things like that. Can you help us fix it? And I slowly start learning like, okay, how do design help in this situation? Sure. If you have a good logo, you have, you know, great colors and typography, is that enough? What's missing? And I think branding was something that I, you know, finally come across to understand a little bit more that it's not just about design. It's not just about the visual. Um, do you want to say something? Jennifer? Yeah, no, I'm like over here like, yes. <laughs> so with the brand, because sometimes people think that it's just about, like you said, the design, the logo and et cetera, but it should also be heart centered. Like what are your values? What are your mission? And how can you mirror that with your brand strategy and the way that you are showing up in the sea of competitors? What is that wild card factor and what differentiates you? So whenever people walk by, they're like, oh, I know that's Lululemon because they're the only one that has this particular look. Or I know that this is a Whataburger. And I say Whataburger because I like burgers or whatever. There is something that differentiates each one of those brands and no other brand has something that's like it. Mm. Yes, you pointed out perfectly, in my opinion. And you know, this is the big piece that was missing, I felt like, in my career as a designer, right? I didn't realize how big branding is in terms of like its contribution to the business, its contribution to connecting with the audience and basically connecting every little things around the business to grow. So um, just like what you mentioned, 
branding is not just the logo. It's not just the colors, all those pretty things that you are looking. It is the representation of it. But what really is branding is all about who you are as the brand. Now we're really seeing you know, we're identifying ourselves with brands that have similar values that we are. Their identity becomes our identity, right? What does it say about you when you buy a certain product or support a certain brand? And that's how deep branding could be in terms of like influencing somebody's decision in terms of like following a certain brand or buying from a certain brand or even like advocating a certain brand. So I'm going to stop there for a little bit and let you chime in. Awesome. And then, so whenever I think of a UX strategy, I know that is a field that can be male dominantly ran. There's not a lot of women in that field. So women in general are a minority whenever you get into the graphic designing and the strategy part of UX, especially being a woman of color. So a woman from another place. And the reason why I bring both of these up is because we see a big push now for diversity, equity, inclusion, and now the B, which is belonging. And I'm like, you already knew there were problems in that area, but I think those things became more prevalent as we saw recent movements such as the Stop Asian Hate Movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, and then Mm -hmm. now the Me Too movement making it full circle again that people want to really look at DEI and B, but then whenever you are in that field and you still feel like you're just seen but not necessarily heard, what are some of the ways that you can influence via branding, but also hold your ground without bending and breaking who you are to appease other people. And feel free to elaborate on that question or rephrase it so it makes it easier for the delivery. That's a big question and I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for you know asking that question because it is a big issue, right? And now, you know, after the pandemic, I'm seeing a lot of people switching careers and the majority of them are actually switching to digital and that means there's a lot more talent fresh talent coming into the UIUX space as well you know the main reason why I said this is also because it ties very closely with what you just mentioned right how do you break into industry and then second of all as women minority and also not the most majority talent in the pool what do you do right? How do you stay true to yourself, but while also still chasing that dream that you want to have in this career? I have to definitely push on personal branding, to be honest. And this is going to be a really interesting discussion because we already touched on branding earlier for businesses. And now we're switching a little bit to, you know, personal brand. And here's the thing, I'm still trying to figure out my personal brand. I think it's harder to do all things related to branding for yourself compared to like doing it for others because you're trying to figure out everything around you, right? Who are you? It's a really hard question sometimes to answer. And on top of all, how are you unique? That question, I really hate that question to be honest with you in the past simply because people would ask me, okay, Ari, so how are you unique? It's like, how the heck do I know? Like, I'm still trying to figure it out. And, you know, it, it's, it's really hard to figure out simply because sometimes we, we don't want to look at ourselves as a whole. 
right? We're only looking at, okay, the best pieces of me is this, but we don't really want to look at, you know, some of our weakness or things that we, you know, can admit like, yeah, I'm actually not really good at that. And being okay saying that it's really hard for us. Um, I feel like, you know, in my twenties, I would just feel like, yeah, I'm so like, go for it. Like, let's just do whatever. Right. But then I realized, Hey, I may not have all the answer and that is okay. And to be able to look back to all of the memories that you have, all of the experiences that you have that truly build who you are today, I feel like that's the key because without, you know, having, having a sense of like moving forward, right, with yourself and being okay with what happened or whatever happened in the past and letting those go, you're not going to be able to truly own like who you are. Um, I'm going to stop there first before yeah. you have anything to say. So I'm definitely going to add to that point, Ari, because whenever I think about personal branding and you representing yeah. yourself, like you are the one person that can control how other people perceive you. Because if you don't speak up, if you don't do something to differentiate yourself, then people are going to make assumptions. And we all know what they say about assumptions. It makes an ass out of you and I, because some assumptions can be ignorant. Some can be based on unconscious biases or etc so if you don't show up in the world how you want the world to perceive you whether it is your personal or professional brand then mm-hmm. you are missing the mark because people aren't going to remember who you are number one and yes. then they're gonna ask is this man or woman even relevant because they don't see you out in the marketplace they don't see you out in the limelight and yes you, we all know that social media of course pay to pay paints a picture and it wants you to look a certain way but just because a picture is painted doesn't mean that you need to actually co-sign and hold up that paintbrush to be a part of that bandwagon you have the ability to be that wild card factor and do something that goes against the grain of the salt but also makes you unique and if you think about the millionaires and billionaires out there what made them unique was that they were innovative they were creative and then they took their creativity and their innovation and partnered with other people who bought into their vision and now you see tesla you see spacex you see apple and etc but if they didn't start with the idea and if they didn't come up with a way to brand themselves differently then they were they would have got gotten left behind and you mentioned UIX. So can you talk about um, UIX? What would be a starting point to get into the industry or give some tips to help people remain sustainable in the industry? Because if you don't adapt to the times, you could get left behind. And we see that the pandemic definitely shook things up because a lot of businesses went from brick and mortar to now online base. And mm-hmm. I think that could play a factor into branding and UX strategy. Oh, yes, definitely. I love all the, you know, feedback that you have around personal branding. That's so spot on. Um, Okay, so UI UX, right, in order to stay within the industry, or even like trying to break into the industry, we already talked about the personal brand, but how do you even start your personal brand without knowing that who you are? I would definitely recommend really looking at, at the very minimum, your strength and your weakness right? When you know your strength, you know what you can leverage. So whatever it is that you can leverage, do so. For example, I've mentored a lot of different women in design who wanted to break into UI UX. 
And the biggest thing that I see amongst them is that they have not understanding. I mean, they don't have an enough understanding. It's like, what can I leverage for me to break into, right? A lot of time, what I would see them doing is that they would just create whatever from their portfolio and not being true to, their, to themselves. What do I mean by this? Being true to themselves. What I mean is that I would ask them, what is it that you truly are interested in life, in creating, in building, right? In designing. Is there like a specific industry that truly feel fascinating for you? Or are you okay? Just like do whatever comes your way. And if one thing come out of the pandemic is that we know and realize that we need to feel fulfilled in whatever we're doing, right? So what better way to do that if you actually wanted to do something very specific in a specific niche and also creating impact for that particular industry and the audience around it, right? So I tend to just, you know, recommend, and this is not for everybody, obviously, right? For those who truly feel like I want to make an impact, you got to make an impact somewhere where you truly feel fulfilled, pick a niche. Maybe you do love, you know, all things related to music then go explore music and, and, and tech in music. There are so many different, you know, areas in our life right now that very much tied into tech. Everything has an app, right? And everything is tech based now. So you will not have, you know, you will not have any lack of space to contribute to, or even like there are so many different places for everybody, as long as you look closely for it and aligning it again, to you, to who is it that you want to be in the future or what contribution you want to bring to that particular niche. So that's one. And second of all, I would say make some noise, right? Definitely leverage social media in sharing what it is that you know about your certain industry, you know, share your voice, whatever you have in mind, as long as, you know, it will contribute to the world and not, you know, making more mess to the world. It is all welcome. And people are learning from one another in in so many different ways more than before. So leverage that, make some noise, make people, you know, really look at you and what you do and what you can contribute. And people are always watching. That's also what I learned, um, you know, recently after also like 10 years in business, people are always watching. You don't know who's watching and the more, you know, insightful experience or knowledge that you share out there, the more likely the right person going to come to you and knock on your door without you go to, you know, going all around, spending all that money or investment and time to find them, they will come to you. So that's a couple of tips that I would definitely love for everybody to take on. And those are really great tips. And I'm just going to um, add from my perspective, who's definitely not a branding or UX strategist, is one, know your why. Once you know your why, you could always reverse engineer it to really understand what your root cause analysis is, because you want to make sure that you have a steady foundation so that whenever you build up, whether you're building up personally via personal development or scaling up your business, you have a sturdy foundation that is going to remain steadfast, even though times may get rocky. Also, um, be able to ask questions 
whenever you are unaware of something, ask those questions. And there are no questions that are stupid or dumb. You're asking those questions so you could gain understanding, clarity, and knowledge. Always look for a mentor or a sponsor. You could find an informal or a formal mentor. And people who know that you are serious about business, serious about learning, they're going to be open to wanting to help you. But if you never go up to that person and tell them, hey, I really admire what you're doing in this space, I would love to learn more, then they're not going to want to be like, oh, yeah, I think she's interested because people aren't mind readers. So you definitely have to get outside of your comfort zone. And I always tell people, if you are afraid, just wear a stretch band. And whenever you think of something hard, just stretch that band and see the resistance. And then you apply that resistance to your life. And then always be willing to challenge yourself. Do something that is hard just to see if you're able to accomplish it. And if you fail, write down your failures. And when you get it right, write down how you overcame those failures. And then that is building up a brag book and you're able to see your progress. I'd rather have progression over perfection because as long as you have progression, it means that you're learning. It means that you have that grit you're being consistent and you're being persistent. And those are all going to cater to what a successful person is. And then most importantly, have fun. Without having fun, it's boring and you're not gonna wanna do it. Like who wants to do something boring? I know I don't. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh, you are blowing my mind now with all of the all of the things that you just said. It's like, yes, 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 yes. Um, I, I do want to actually, you know, touch one thing that you mentioned earlier around your why, right? I think that is really important. I think, okay, here's the thing. A few big questions in life that is really hard to crack is number one, like who you are. Number two, like, why are you unique? And then number three, what is your why, right? As long as you have that, I think you can still move on with a very clear idea of what it is that you want in life, and you're still going to be work in progress. So don't expect after finding out you know, the answer to these three questions that you're all set. No, you're still going to be finding more you know, experience and then tweaking things all around, and everything is going to build up the new you in the next five years to 10 years, right? But whatever it is that you have in the past year or years, that is building who you are today. So own that. And um, I'm just going to say, you know, it has been really interesting and challenging to figuring out who you are as a person in your personal brand. And I think you're going to be having a lot of fun with it. Um, but I know sometimes for people, there are going to be some traumatic, you know, moments in the past that maybe you have to dealt with. Take some time to deal with that. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a rocky road for you. But as long as you start slowly accepting it and it, it becomes part of who you are, I think you are going to be, you know, slowly um, coming up to a place where you feel like not just fulfilled, but you have, you know, a sense of like peace with who you are as a person. So that's, <laughs> I'll leave that as that for now. Wow. We're definitely going to have to have a part two, Ari. But Ari, I want you to leave the listeners and viewers with your call to action for this segment as we begin to wind down. Yes. Yes. Um, if anybody wanted to reach out to me, I'm, you know, I'm everywhere on social. You can find me on LinkedIn, or you can also check out my website at skelphia.com or the short link cklph.com. And then outside of LinkedIn, what um, social media platforms are you on? And can you spell the spelling so they can definitely connect with you? And then also all of this info will be in the show notes. 
Yes, I'm also on Instagram. Um, it's at Sikalofia. That would be C-H-Y-K-A-L-O-P-H-I-A. Or you can honestly just like Google me, R-E-K. It will come up or R-E-K, right? It will come up. <laughs> and there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. We talked about branding, personal and professional. We talked about UX strategy. And we talked about getting you leveled up without compromising who you are at the bucks and at the whims of somebody else. So make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We're on 40 plus platforms and follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. Until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. And don't forget to leave us a review so we can know how we're doing, what topics interest you, and what do you want to hear now? Feedback is a gift. So remember that. Package it up with a bow. And until we chat next time, ciao. Bye. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services, to be here on GEMS Podcast.